Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russett. Happy Friday. I hope you are having a tremendous start to your day like I am. I slept long last night, man. I think my body's detoxing because, get this, I've done three, today will be day four, three 18-hour fasts. Uh, So from 6 p.m. to 12, 1 o'clock every day I've been fasting. So 6 p.m. to 12 p.m. 18 hours. Um, I started at 244 pounds, and I today am the lightest I've been in months at 233.7. points. So I'm down 11 pounds about in three days. My now listen. If you don't get similar results. Um, Please don't. You're not doing anything wrong. Like if you decide to get on this fasting and uh, you're not getting the same results as me, everybody's body is different, especially women. Listen, ladies, you're not going to fast three days in a row and drop 11 pounds. It's not going to happen. Okay. You know, the other thing is I'm working out really, really hard. You know, so I'm going to Muay Thai. I'm hitting the gym. I'm doing two-a-days. Not everybody can do two-a-days. You know what I'm saying? And not everybody has the time as a business owner like me can just do whatever the hell they want all day. I get it. Some of you all got, like, jobs. However, sorry, I got my grizzly in this morning. Today's a grizzly day. I bought grizzly the other day where I get my cigars. And they don't, you know, they know me now. They got my cigars pre-ordered and everything like that. They like, the girl that's always there, she's like, you're getting Grizzly? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, dude, Grizzly rips. They say it's for like poor people. I'm like, I don't, Grizzly, dude, is way stronger than anything else. Why wouldn't I want it to be as strong as possible? Grizzly's like uh, Natty Daddies. You know what I mean? Like, if I, <laughs> if I'm, if I need to get a buzz in a pinch, right, what do you get from the gas station? Well, you could get the nasty, like, dude, you could get those uh, beatbox wines. I think they're so gross. I actually get, like, a gag reflex thinking about them. You could get something like that. You could get this sugar-laden, you know, one of those giant Mike's hard. What do I do? I go for the, uh, I go for the natty daddy. <laughs> Natty Daddies and Grizzlies. <laughs> so there's my other weight loss tip for you. You want to get shredded? Natty Daddies and Grizzly. There you go. No, please don't. Because some of y'all take me too seriously when I say stuff like that. I'm going to have people's wives DMing me on Instagram telling me that I turned their husband into an alcoholic chew- chewer <laughs> that doesn't eat for 12, 18 hours. <laughs> No, honey, Mike said it's okay as long as I don't eat from 6 p.m. to 12 p.m. I can do whatever I want, which is pretty much true for me. I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, you can, so, okay, let's go back to the fasting thing. So 6 p.m. to 12 p.m., you don't eat anything. Um, you, you can have, like, what I do is a tablespoon of honey before I go work out in a big thing of electrolyte water. You got to drink a lot of water when you're fasting. You have to. You're going to feel like shit. Okay? You got to drink a lot of water. Oh, it's getting hot in here. 
Dude, I got my steering wheel heater on. I got my seat on full blast. I've got it cranked to max heat in this car right now. Ay, ay, ay. Um, it was cold this morning. It's like 42 degrees, 43 degrees. It felt great. There's nothing like that crisp, snappy fall air. Um, okay, so fast 6 p.m. to 12 p.m. And then 12 uh, to 6. Don't go crazy. But you can eat a pretty good amount of food. So, like, the other day I had, uh, I had a big, big strip steak. Like a big one. This thing was huge. Um, huge New York strip. Hell yeah, bro. Sigs with the windows up in your truck. Yikes. Um, big strip steak. Uh, five eggs. A couple hours later, I think that was the day my wife made chicken fajitas. No, no, that was yesterday. So strip, strip steak, four or five eggs. Uh, then I had some, I think I had chicken breast, uh, two, maybe two more eggs. I'm trying to remember what I ate for dinner that night. I don't know. My, my wife, oh, salmon. Salmon, uh, asparagus, and potatoes. So that's what I ate between 12 and 6. And I think, okay, yeah, yeah. So yesterday I had uh, four... <laughs> I must have eaten three chicken breasts. I had four fajitas, giant, giant fajitas with cheese and sour cream, four of them. Like I told my wife, I ate too much between meetings. <laughs> I think I had a huge blood sugar spike or something. I don't know what happened to my intestines, but I was like running a meeting. So like I had an 11 to an 11.30 and then I had an 11.45. So I went upstairs, I was, I was starving. So I ate those four fajitas, and I go back downstairs. I'm sorry, 12, 12, 30, 12, um, And I go back downstairs, and I, uh, I'm running this meeting, and I just pretty much dumped four chicken fajitas down my gullet and then threw it a lip at Grizzly. I had to, I had to end the meeting early. <laughs> I, I felt like I was going to pass out. <laughs> but I had four chicken fajitas, and then... Uh, what did we have for dinner last night? What, what the hell did I eat last night? I don't even remember. Oh, ah, get this. I stopped at McDonald's. All I had was a double cheeseburger. I had a double cheeseburger from McDonald's. And I had, oh, I had a bowl of oats with uh, raw milk and something else. I don't remember. But I woke up today and I'm 233.7. The lightest I've been in probably since the beginning of summer so uh, I'm interested I'm going to plateau soon obviously um, oh other thing is no alcohol um, obviously if, you drink, if you're drinking it's going to you can't like fast you can't like eat 12 to 6 and then start drinking alcohol you're going to completely negate the, the effects of the fast entirely so no booze eating 12 to 6 and then fasting 6 to 12 super easy formula to follow 18 hour fast you know they intermittent fasting i guess is what they call it i don't know it's worked really well for me and the other thing i've noticed is that my focus levels are through the roof i don't have any brain fog in the morning all through the afternoon i've almost noticed that uh, I'm, I'm so focused that i'm almost a little bit more irritable I'm almost like too focused, like to the point where I can smell colors. But I'll tell you what, I'm getting a lot done. I'm getting a lot done. Um, I got a lot of training done yesterday, but I got my ass absolutely beat. Oh man, we zigged when we should have zagged in the market yesterday. 
and uh, you know I share a lot of my wins in the market you know I, I'm still up way up but yesterday I think I went down like 17% which was a that's a that's a lot it's <laughs> a lot you gotta try not to get in your own head you know the market's so feast or famine sometimes when you're feasting you're feasting and boy I tell you what when you when you when you uh, do the opposite of what you should have done you feel it real bad so uh, yeah we, yesterday was a bad day so I'm hoping today Friday we'll see what happens Even the most experienced traders do. There's just so much luck. It's just so much. It's just you never know what the market's going to do. Every indication said it was going to go a certain way yesterday. Spy was selling, 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 and then whammo. It kept selling. <laughs> so we, uh, we got beat up yesterday. But anyways, try that. If you want to lose some weight, if you want to feel clearer in your mind, in your body... Um, I've noticed I don't really have a whole lot of inflammation. Lost a lot of water weight. Um, I think this is this might just be, you know, other than the weekends. I think I might do this five days a week. I might do it Saturdays too. But set, you know, Sunday I ain't fasting on Sundays. You know what I'm saying? Sunday's the day to uh, watch football and eat soups and breads, getting all fat and sassy. You know. That is, uh, you ever seen that video? Look up, uh, look up soups and breads, getting all fat and sassy, and you'll know exactly. I mean, some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Hell yeah, brother! Diesel truck with the dead towing mirrors in them. So, look it up. Eating soups and breads, getting all fat and sassy. And when you listen to it, you're going to be surprised how much I sound like her. Um. So the whole Israel thing, you know, uh, it's interesting. So with the Israel thing, um, and the Hamas, and I, I just so, uh, boy, I hesitate to talk about this, but um, I've so I, I'm the the babies being beheaded thing. Israel officials, Israeli officials said that they weren't going to release any information on that in respect to... So, the first thing I want to start is Hamas 100% attacked Israel. There's no denying that. <clears throat> and they've killed a bunch of innocent civilians. They've killed mothers and grandmothers. They've killed pregnant women. But there's also been some slight over-exaggerations. Uh, ben Shapiro shared a picture of what was supposed to be a baby's body that was burned in a blanket. And Twitter flagged it immediately as AI generated. And 4chan, which is, if you know anything about 4chan, is the dark resources, the autistic uh, super geniuses of the internet. Uh, and the really messed up ones too ended up finding the original video and it was actually just a puppy laying in a blanket so and they there's I just worry that I, I uh, my gut tells me that it's like Israel's 9-11 that it's going to be used to justify 
serious military and it already has serious military response and anytime something major like this happens in the world so I look at like okay Israel has the most sophisticated defense system in the world how did a bunch of desert dudes paraglide into Israel and kill this many people you know what I mean it's just uh, what I hope is that there, for the sake of the Israeli people, that top secret Israeli leaders didn't help facilitate this attack, much like our government did with 9-11. Do you guys understand what I'm trying to say right now? I don't know that that's the case. I don't have enough information. I don't. And regardless what's happened over there to the civil... And here's the thing I'm getting at right now. Is that at the end of the day... The civilians will always be just a small footnote. Like, think about all the people that died on 9-11. Which was 100% an inside job. And I'm not saying that the Hamas attacks were an inside job. I just noticed that there's a lot of this atrocity... Uh rhetoric and I noticed that certain political figures and certain people in the media like Ben Shapiro are using these attacks to essentially turn the Gaza Strip into a into a shopping center <laughs> into a into a parking lot right and it's like so tit for tat kill civilians to go kill civilians to go kill at the end of the day it doesn't matter the, the point I'm trying to get is that the Palestinian civilians and the Israeli civilians are the ones that are going to suffer at the end of the day that innocent people are going to die because the warmongers the machine needs fed the machine needs fed should there be a response to the killing of innocent civilians yes but what does that response look like should the Gaza Strip be turned to a sheet of glass because of this? Think about the response in 9-11. And think about, so what's going to happen? Is, is Israel just going to get locked into a 10 to 15 year engagement now? We're just civilian after civilian after civilian. We're young man after young man after young man gets sent to die. For what? For what? You know what I mean? And that's that's my again. There needs to be accountability for what happens. Certainly, certainly. But my thing is is if I were Jewish, which I'm not, so I can't fully relate. But if I were Jewish, my thoughts would be, and again, this is I don't know. I don't have family members over there that died. I don't have fam family members that uh, whose lives are currently threatened. You know what I mean? And. If I did, I'm sure I would be significantly more fired up about it, right? But if I were Jewish, I'd be like, well, let's just wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's go after them and let's leave the civilians out of it. Now, you're always going to have... You're always going to have civilian casualties in war. You know what I mean? But I'm seeing more and more Jewish people that are like, yeah, nuke the strip, wipe it off the face of the planet. I'm like, does that make you the moral authority here? 
what about all those people living there that have that are just trying to survive there are people there that are just literally in the middle of this conflict just trying to live but the problem is and I can understand why the Jews are so upset because you got these you've got these idiot Palestinian people all over the country right now that are applauding the death of these Jewish Israeli civilians so it's hard not to get fired up it's hard not to want to just turn the whole strip into a sheet of glass you know what I mean I can, I can totally understand why these people are so angry but at the, at the all I want you to do is this I want you to think critically about who's pulling the strings to this behind the scenes because I bet you there's more collusion than you could possibly imagine I bet you there's more collusion than you could possibly imagine. Because the same thing is like, how did how did some Muslim dudes just get a hold of airplanes and fly them? What happened to the plane that hit the Pentagon? Why is there no footage of this? You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys got to start asking yourselves these questions. Because it's so easy to just get baited into wipe them off the face of the earth. Which I believe that any terrorist organization like Hamas... 100% should be wiped off the face of the earth without a doubt but is there a way that we can do that without feeding the massive military industrial complex I don't know <laughs> I don't know and that's where things get dicey right that's where things get dicey because at the end of the day guys to my Jewish friends to my I don't really I don't know that I have any Muslim friends, but to, to anybody that's listening to this, you know, my question to you is where does it end? Where does it end? What's the end? What's the what's the best case scenario to this? Where does it end? And who wins? Who benefits from this? Who benefits from another possibly uh, World War Three? Who be who benefits from this? I'll tell you at the end of the day, the warmongers and the politicians are their bank accounts are going to get fatter and fatter and fatter and fatter while we all get poorer and poorer and poorer and more of our rights are taken away and what because look at what they did with 9-11 look at the patriot act oh yeah yeah, yeah. we got to tighten up security at airports now your grandma can't even go through damn tsa security without getting groped and fingered you know what i'm saying it's like when does this end? Now they're, they're, they just open the door to surveillance on normal citizens. You've got to start to think about the implications and who is pulling the strings behind the scenes. Because things like this don't happen without the approval of the baby-eating lizard demons that run the world. So I don't have an answer to what's the appropriate response. My, my, my piece here is to get you to think, what is the appropriate response to what Hamas did? But also I want to challenge you to think, did they act alone? Or was there somebody on the other side helping them? Because the worse the atrocities 
the nastier and nastier the atrocities that are publicized that come out of this, the more justifiable the violent and more comprehensive that violent response can be. Right? Hopefully you all understand. And I'm not saying to my Jewish friends, I'm not saying that something shouldn't be done. That's not, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not saying you just sit on your hands and let these dudes get away with you know, killing innocent civilians, which they've done so far, you know, but a lot of this, some of the stuff that's coming out of this already has already been debunked and we've already seen people lie. Like Ben Shapiro lied. Like he, he, he photoshopped, he used AI to generate a picture of a baby's body that wasn't real. So I just want you to think, that's all, because the knee-jerk reaction is wipe them off the face of the earth, which, again, I believe Hamas should be wiped off the face of the earth. But is this going to be another 9-11, Afghanistan, Iraq, drawn-out, 10-15 to 15 year conflict where young man after young man after young man after young man after young man is sacrificed on the altar of the military-industrial complex after civilian and child is killed. And, it, and how long is it going to go on for? 10 years? 15 years? 20 years? How long will this conflict last? How many countries are going to get involved? Like, this is the kind of stuff you guys have to think about because at the end of the day... The more young men and the more civilians and the more pregnant women and the more children and the more die, the richer these people get. For every drop of blood, innocent or otherwise, spilled on either side, Raytheon and the others, Lockheed, and the warmongering politicians with money in these stocks, for every drop of blood spilled, they get richer. Just remember that. Just remember that. That you could get all fired up, but at the end of the day, it's not you that's going over there to fight to lose your life. And maybe you are, and I think that's admirable. If you believe in the cause and you're willing to give life and limb for something that you believe in, then go for it. I, I find that to be very admirable if you really believe that that's what you need to do. But your death is only going to serve to make these people richer. And at the end of the day, what we need to be doing is we need to be going after these people. We need to be going after the politicians. We need to be going after the warmongers. We need to be going after the people that stoked the flames to this kind of conflict. That's my piece on this. What Hamas did was wrong. Very wrong. But we need to look at the circumstances of how did this happen to the degree that it's happened, knowing that Israel, Israel has the most sophisticated defense system on the planet, Okay, And the second thing is, what's the appropriate and justifiable response? I don't know. Maybe you listen to me and you say, Mike, I still believe we turn the Gaza Strip into a sheet of glass. And if that's what you believe, fine. 
If that's what you believe, if you think we should go nuclear over this, fine. Just I, I think people get so angry and they stop thinking about the long-term implications. But, you know, you want to keep feeding the warmongers, you want to keep feeding Lockheed Martin and its, and its shareholders and Raytheon and all these other people that got diversity hiring quotas to... to to make themselves get a higher social credit score while they drop bombs on civilians and whatever. You know what I mean? It's just, I just fear so many more people that don't need to die are going to die. That's all. And that's, I guess that's life. If they're not going to die in a war, they're going to die of old age or cancer anyway. So I don't know. I get, I get nihilistic sometimes when I think about this stuff. I just want you to think, <clears throat> that's all I'm asking, and I'm, I'm super open to having conversations about this, but the whole, where I've struggled is I can't not say things because I'm afraid of offending people, and I don't think I've said anything offensive. I've said, hey, let's take a breather here, guys, <laughs> that's all, and think, what are the long-term consequences and implications of this? That's all I've said. I haven't said, yes, do this. No, don't do that. All I've said is think. Take a deep breath and think. It's all just so silly to me. You know what I mean? It's all just so silly. Black versus white. Brown versus white. Jewish versus brown. And, and Christian versus Jew, and Jew versus Muslim, and Muslim versus Christian. It's like, it's just, it's, you know, it's, just, I guess it's just never going to end. It's just never going to end. You know? And, and while all of us fight, all, all of us commoners, all of us peasants fight each other, who wins? Who wins? How much of what we've seen has been fabricated to justify the means to the end? You know what I mean? What's real? Who can we believe? Who can we put our trust in when everybody's bought and sold? You know, so that's that's my point. That's my point. It's not that we should or shouldn't do anything. Not that you're not justified in feeling how you feel. I think it's interesting now. Uh, there was so much Jewish support for BLM. And now all these BLM cells are coming out pro-Palestine. That's going to be real interesting. All my Jewish buddies that were BLM. <laughs> all the Jews that financed BLM. All the Jews. And now look at what BLM's coming out pro-Palestine, bro. What are you guys going to do about BLM people? <laughs> You know what I mean? This is so, again, now you've got, now you're adding layer on layer on layer on layer to this, to these issues. I'd be interested to know what my liberal Jews think about all these BLM groups coming out pro-Palestine. All of, so now you've got Jews that are generally very liberal, and now the liberal groups that they've supported are now starting to turn on them. That you're seeing a very pro-Palestine, uh, Palestine liberation, whatever. 
occupation is a crime, occupation is a crime, you know, they had people down in Portland yesterday, these dorks, you know, and I lean towards, I obviously lean towards, because I'm a Christian, towards Israel, I don't just blindly, yeah, pro is, you know what I mean, um, but I obviously have a leaning towards Israel and the claim to Israel, um, so, like, I look at these dorks, these skinny little effeminate dorks. They had these little... I, I left a comment, something like, I just want to go down to these pro-Palestine rallies in Portland and just bully these people back into their shitty little apartments. You know, these little skinny effeminate dudes and these women, and they're all wearing masks outside. Pathetic. It's pathetic. Absolute dorks. They don't even know what they're saying. They don't have a clue what they're saying. They're shills. They're so part of me seeing the BLM commie response to pro-Palestine almost makes me want to like agree with, yeah, you know what, just turn the whole place into a sheet of glass. You know, come to think of it. Come to think of it. Because as much as I hate violence on civilians, I almost hate these liberal dorks more. You know what I'm saying? Please to my Jewish listeners I just don't want to see innocent people die <laughs> You know what I mean But you know Sometimes that's the cost That's the price rather that needs paid And again You know that all happens These warmongers they just get richer They just get richer and richer while the mom at the supermarket with the two kids has to decide between whether or not she's going to get a gallon of milk or laundry detergent because she's got $18. You know? So, those are my thoughts. Alright, there you go. Do with that information what you please. Love you. See ya.